Hi, this is Huang Rei. Welcome to another episode of A Thousand Wise. Over 80% of goods in global trade are transported by water. If you live in Europe, the petrol you fill your tank with probably arrived over the Suez Canal. And if you're a farmer in the U.S., the soybeans and corn you grow might need to travel through the Panama Canal to reach consumers in Asia. Both canals, in many aspects, are dwarfed by the world's longest canal built by the Chinese people. It's called, simply and without any undue modesty, the Grand Canal. And it connects the two longest rivers in China. The modern-day Grand Canal runs from Hangzhou to Beijing, spanning a total length of 1,794 kilometers, which is around nine times the length of the Suez Canal and more than 20 times the length of the Panama Canal. The Grand Canal is also one of the oldest canals in the world, with one of the earliest sections dating back to the 5th century BC. But the construction that gave the canal its phenomenal scale was undertaken during the 7th century under the rule of one of China's most infamous emperors, Sui Yangdi, or Emperor Yang of Sui. Now the first question you might have is, why build such an incredibly long canal? The answer to this is twofold. First in geographic terms, China is mountainous in the northwest and flattens as you travel southeast. So almost all the rivers in China flow east towards the sea. The second reason is because Chinese people for centuries have needed a means to connect its political center in the north and its economic center in the southeast. Some of the popular ancient colloquialism give a good example of this. For instance, in the olden days, people used to say a good harvest in Suzhou and Changzhou provides food for the entire nation. And yarn from Weitang will never be used up. Cloth from Songjiang will never be sold out. However, these prosperous regions were a thousand or so kilometers from the ancient capitals of Chang'an, Luoyang, and Beijing. And because there was no naturally occurring waterway that ran north to south, the question of logistics was an extremely difficult one. So, being an ambitious emperor determined to earn a good reputation in history, Sui Yangdi decided to solve the problem of transporting produce from the country's breadbasket, or perhaps rice bowl is more appropriate in this case, to the country's political centers and front lines in the north. To our modern minds, this would seem to make perfect sense, especially since the conventional solution to a slowing economy is government spending and infrastructure building. Unfortunately, though, things didn't work like that in ancient China. But let's hear the good news first. And that is, the construction work was finished extremely quickly. The first major section of the canal was constructed in 605, the first year of Sui Yangdi's reign. 
This section connected the Yellow River with the Huai River and ran 1,000 kilometers southeast from the Sui Dynasty capital, Luoyang, to the city of Huai'an, passing through the central and eastern provinces of Henan, Anhui, and Jiangsu. Amazingly, it only took five months to complete, with a workforce of over a million. The second major section was constructed in 608 and ran almost 900 kilometers northeast from the central Chinese city of Luoyang to modern-day Beijing. It was completed within the year, harnessing another workforce of over a million. At the same time, Suyangdi also ordered the reconstruction and widening of the canals, connecting the Huai River to the Yangtze. So when all the work was finally completed in 610, Suyangdi had created a man-made river 2,700 kilometers long, almost twice the length of the modern-day canal. Now the bad news. Suyangdi's massive infrastructure project, unfortunately, did not result in the creation of millions of jobs. Instead, it resulted in hundreds of millions of unhappy people. Why? Well, you'd be unhappy too if you had to leave behind your land and family to take up harsh physical labor all year round. And Sui Yangdi seemed to have a great love for building projects. According to historical records, in the decade or so of his reign, Sui Yangdi conscripted at least 10 million people for his various projects, so that the nation's back was broken by conscripted labor. That, along with years of war and peasant revolts, brought an abrupt end to the short-lived Sui dynasty, lasting for merely 37 years. In fact, such was his unpopularity, that almost a thousand years later, writers still spun fictitious tales about him. In one such tale, Sui Yangdi saw a very beautiful flower in his dream, but he did not know its name or where it grew. So he painted a picture of the flower and ordered his courtiers to look for it. After searching far and wide, they finally found the flower in Yangzhou and learned that it was called the Jade Flower or Qionghua. To accommodate his travel to Yangzhou to see the flower of his dreams, Sui Yangdi shamelessly spent taxpayer money and extorted human labor to build the Grand Canal. Yet such was the divine wrath that when he got there, all of the jade flowers in Yangzhou had withered, only to blossom again the following year after he had gone. So the story goes anyway. Though, no doubt, the writers were not outraged enough to refuse the benefits brought to them by the Grand Canal. Before the advent of modern maritime road and rail transport, 75% of all goods in China were transported on the Great Canal. Even today, it plays an important role in bringing water from the lower branches of the Yangtze to water-scarce areas in northern China. Modern-day historians often say 
that Sui Yangdi is one of the most misrepresented emperors in Chinese history, because his achievements are enough to put him among the greatest, and yet he's painted with the brush of infamy because of his blindness to the needs of the people. In words made famous by the emperor who overthrew his dynasty, the people are like water; they can raise a vessel and also drown it. And water was indeed one of the downfalls of Sui Yangdi. Thank you for joining us at A Thousand Wise. We hope you enjoyed this episode. See you next time.